This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Hey, hey, it is Taco Tuesday. It's Tuesday, May the 28th. I am Gary Seegers, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can get us on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Go check those things out. Uh, let me give you a rundown of what today's show is. We do this every day, by the way, 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, today will be a, a short version, about 10 to 12 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to talk about Rob Palenka, the uh, Lakers GM, and his Heath Ledger, Dark Knight, Kobe Bryant story uh, that's in the new ESPN article that's up at ESPN.com. We're going to give a, a few RIPs from over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, R.J. Hampton is foregoing college basketball. He will not be playing college basketball. And uh, we're going to talk about Will Wade's first press meeting since uh, early March, since he was suspended. So, and then I've got some daily picks for you. As always, the show brought to you by betnow.eu. You can go check them out, betnow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50. They've got a 50% deposit bonus for you. Uh, betnow.eu, amazing sportsbook layout online. Uh, it's great. They got great odds. They got great everything. Go, uh, go and check them out. Betnow.eu. Let's see. Let me pull up the. We've already got somebody saying R.I.P. to Bart Starr. That's exactly one of the ones that I was going to get into. Uh, let's see. Let me start off with topic number one here. Uh, topic one. Rob Palenka told a story to the Lakers team. And this was while Dwayne Johnson was there. The Rock was there speaking to the team, and Palinka gets up in front of everybody and he starts telling them about Kobe. Kobe is one of his, uh, it, really his most well-known client. Palinka was an agent before he became the GM of the Lakers. He's the one that ran Magic Johnson off, etc. Right. So Palinka is up telling a story to everybody, and he says, "You know, Kobe went to see." The Dark Knight, and he saw how in tune with the character, how locked in Heath Ledger was into being the Joker, and he asked me to set him up a meeting with Heath Ledger to learn how he does that, and he used some of that knowledge that he got from the meeting with Heath Ledger to uh, to play really well in Madison Square Garden that night in New York. The only issue is that Heath Ledger died six months before the movie was released, so, exactly where does where does this meeting take place? I mean, Kobe would have had to have seen uh, rough cuts, right? Like, what is Palinka even thinking? And we all get it, right? Agents tell these stories, and it's all you you gotta you gotta do a fact checker on it, right? It's what everybody's on with Donald Trump. Like some of this stuff, eh, maybe isn't quite so true. Uh, maybe that's not exactly how it went down. But you're talking about putting Kobe at dinner with a guy that died six months before that movie came out. And on top of that, the the game against the Knicks was a year before. I think it was November of 08 or 07. And the the movie didn't come out until July of the next year. So unless he had seen some really crazy edits of the movie, like not even the actual movie itself, there's no way that this story could be legit. 
And yet he gets up in front of a group of people and tells them the story. Like maybe get your, your facts in order or pick a different celebrity or something to come up with rather than using that example, right? People love hearing stories, but when it's just completely patently false, it don't help anybody. That's just one of the many things that comes out of this article. Uh, there was something else about Josh Hart saying that they shouldn't take Amari Spellman uh, that has blown up. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Go over to ESPN.com. Uh, it is Lakers 2.0 uh, reboot, like has failed or whatever, the failed reboot of the NBA's crown jewel. It's Baxter Holmes. Uh, you can find him at Baxter on Twitter. But go check that thing out. It is a fantastic and fascinating read. Rob Palenka is an absolute disaster. So there is no telling what's going to go on with LeBron out there now. But, whew, that is that is something else. All right, let's move into topic number two. R.I.P. to, well, we'll start out with this. Bill Buckner, uh, famous for the air, but really should be famous for being an absolutely fantastic baseball player. The guy was incredible. You go back and look at his stats. You, you look at the fact that he never struck out. It, obviously, everybody had struck, out, or had struck out, but you get the point. He rarely struck out. And for him to be known for one play, in a World Series game, it just lets you know how big those moments are. But it's also kind of sad because the guy was a great player. Absolute great player. So uh, best wishes to Bill Buckner's family. Bart Starr passed over the weekend. Uh, Super Bowl number one and number two, which at the time they weren't actually called the Super Bowl. They were the AFL-NFL championship games. Um, yeah, Bart Starr, he was getting older. He had been around the Packers. He had been around Alabama. But the, uh, the MVP of the first two Super Bowls for the Packers, he was a uh, great humanitarian, and it, he was always – he seemed like the happiest guy in the world all the time. Just felt lucky to be around, and hopefully that's how people remember him. He was a great player. Obviously, I didn't get to watch him, but I have watched uh, the footage of those old games, and he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. So uh, best wishes uh, to Bart Starr's family. And finally, Rod Bramblett, uh, Auburn voice, and uh, the radio announcer for the Auburn Tigers basketball and football. Uh, I wasn't sure how to feel about this, right? Because for a long time, I could not stand listening to Rod Bramlett. The, the kick six call, me being an Alabama fan, born and raised an Alabama fan, hearing him call games drove me nuts because when I would hear the calls, that meant that Auburn was doing something good. And it was typically against Alabama. But you can't deny the fact that he was great at what he did. So I respected his ability to do that job and to do it in a way that that really made him a legend. I, nobody will ever be able to forget, you know, they're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Oh, there goes Davis. You know, it, oh, it's a, a miracle in Jordan Hare. Uh, all of these, right? He got to call a national championship for football. He got to call a Final Four for basketball. Uh, it is tragic the way that that went down. Uh, we don't know the specifics. I don't believe yet. It sounds like a 16-year-old that was playing on a cell phone while he was driving. And it just kind of gives you an idea of, exactly how short life is and you know 
take every moment, uh, uh, take it seriously, right? So don't take it for granted. Uh, Appreciate everything you got. So uh, Rod Bramlett and his wife, Paula, they they had two kids. There's a fundraiser going on on Twitter. Uh, You can find it pretty much anywhere. I know Barrett Salee. Uh, on Twitter at Barrett Salee has uh, has posted it. I'll go and try and retweet it somewhere. I should have done that before, but um, but they're raising funds for their two kids, and they're not they're not fully older as of yet, but uh, they can use any kind of help that they can get. So uh, rest in peace, Rod Bramblett. You were fantastic at what you did. I hated you for it, but uh, but I love your family, and I hope the Auburn family is is doing okay today because this one will sting for a while. Uh, let's move off from that one. Let's talk about topic number three. R.J. Hampton is playing overseas next year. Now, everybody assumed he was going to go to Kansas or Memphis or something along those lines. He was recruited heavily because he had reclassified, right? Well, if you're going to play overseas, there's no real reason to reclassify. But he's going to play for the New Zealand Breakers in Australia. And... This has stirred up a huge deal online about well, what does this mean for NCAA players and what does this mean going forward? You know, kids can skip college. They can just go play professionally overseas and then come back to play in the NBA. The truth of the matter is it won't change anything. Uh, this doesn't help out RJ's brand because nobody's going to watch him in New Zealand. That, like, that's that's the fact of the matter. At least nobody in the United States, right? Obviously, they've got fans over there in that league. They, they do what they do. But uh, he'll go over there, and he'll be fine, and he'll come back, and he'll play in the NBA, and he'll be great because he's a great player. Like, he's a, a top-five recruit in the country this year. Uh, but Brandon Jennings did the same thing. Went over there, came back, was the number 10 pick in the NBA draft. He's had a pretty good career. He's still in the NBA. He's still making money. He's made a ton of money. R.J. Hampton will do the same thing. I don't believe that this will change anything as far as college basketball players coming in, building their brand for a year, and then going to the NBA. Now, within a couple of years, we're just going to be done with the one and done. Kids will be able to go from high school to the NBA if they want to. And then kids that go to college and develop in a year and become a big-time draft pick the same way that uh, the kids at Texas Tech have done, it's... The same thing is going to continue. This will not change anything that is going on. Uh, anybody that's on ESPN or all these talking heads saying, oh, this is a game changer. This is showing kids that you can do that. No, it's not. Okay, look, James Wiseman, he was going to go to college for a year. Like A lot of kids do not want to go overseas where they don't speak the language of the place that they're going. They don't, you know, it, it's not comfortable being over there especially for a year. It's nice to go visit. But to go live and and play basketball over there for an entire year, you got to have a, a different kind of makeup to be able to do that. So props to RJ Hampton for doing it. Uh, I don't think it's going to change the way that college basketball is viewed or the way that things are done as far as recruiting goes, as far as these players leaving to go play professionally. I think it changes nothing. But... I am excited about uh, the fact that he is doing it. It's nice to see something different, and uh, and we'll see how things go. All right, let's move on to uh, topic number four. Will Wade had his first meeting with the press since March 7th. He's at the SEC's 
discussions, whatever, SEC meetings down in Destin. And there were some national media down there. Dennis Dodd, a few others were down there asking him about the stuff that had come out in the federal trial, the college hoops corruption trial. And he didn't really – there were a couple of things that surprised me with this, right? Will Wade jumped in and, and told these guys, uh, I haven't heard the tape, so I don't know exactly what was said. And then they ask him about you know his, quote, strong-ass offer to Javante Smart's family and whatnot. Uh, he was asked directly about it, and he said, it's a good question. I can't get into the specifics of everything, but I can assure you in my meetings with LSU and the NCAA, I have addressed everything. So he says that, but then they start asking him about the Book Richardson deal where Book says that Wade has a $300,000 deal for Nas Reed. From that spot, Wade says it's absolutely false and did not happen. Now, explain this to me. If you are asked about a deal for Javante Smart, and it's got no numbers attached to it, nothing like that, it's just that you made a deal for Javante Smart, you're asked about it and you say, I can't get into the specifics of what was said. But then they ask you about something else and it's absolutely false and did not happen. If you didn't do anything wrong, if you're trying to keep everybody off your case, why not just deny everything? Why not just say it's absolutely false and didn't happen to all of it? It's not hard. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, it, you're not on the stand right now. You can lie to the media all you want to. It doesn't matter. Nick Saban once upon a time said, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. Who cares now? Like, if, if this is what you are trying to do, if you're trying to sweep this under the rug, just say, yo, none of that happened. Nothing happened. And so, uh, on top of that, uh, Wade was asked what finally led him to cooperate with LSU and the NCAA. He said, it was a complicated situation. When it first occurred, I made a mistake. I wish it would have taken 37 days for it to happen. I severely underestimated maybe how long it would take for the lawyers to work through some of those issues. Uh, as far as recruiting, Wade said he's gotten questions about his current situation, but also gotten sympathy for going through the process. Uh, I've come off as a little bit brash, to be honest. Uh, I think that's rubbed some folks the wrong way, and that's my fault. Look, Will Wade, you still got your job. Like, be thankful every day that you got your job. But, man, I maybe would have gone about this a whole different way. I, I would have answered the book question a lot differently. Uh, I would have answered it the same way that I answered the first one. Look, I can't get into specifics. Uh, I can assure you that in the meeting with LSU and the NCAA, we discussed everything. I have addressed all of it. That's all you got to say. That's, instead, he comes out, it's absolutely false and did not happen about one thing, but then on the other one he says, ah, I can't answer that question. Will, come on, man. Do better. Be better at this. Your first time out, you knew there was going to be people here asking questions. Why even give them something to talk about? Now you have given everybody ammunition. Stop doing that. Stop giving people ammunition. Ah, oh, you're driving me crazy. Driving me crazy. All right, so we've got some uh, some daily picks. Let's go on and get through these. It's uh, it's all baseball this evening because no hockey tonight, no uh, uh, no NBA tonight. We'll talk about the finals and whatnot when we get to them. Tigers Orioles no score in the first inning. White Sox money line. 
Mariners Rangers under five and a half uh, for the first five uh, first five innings. A's minus one and a half against the Angels. Twins and Brewers over ten runs. Rays minus one and a half in the Nationals money line. We are rocking and rolling tonight. You can find those picks over at winningcureseverything.com. You go up to the navigation bar, click on gambling picks. They will be right there for you. Whew, goodness gracious. It has been a long weekend. Hopefully everybody had a good Memorial Day. Hopefully everybody's getting out and enjoying Taco Tuesday this evening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more picks and more topics. Uh, I think we might have Chris in with us tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. We appreciate you being here. Share out the show for us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.